Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Hi, and welcome back. Thank you for being with me. So yesterday I posted a podcast on meditation. And today I am watching a documentary that's the Daryl Hammond documentary. I think it's called Cracked Up. It's on Netflix, Canadian Netflix. Uh, American Netflix probably has it because American Netflix always has the good stuff. (laughs) Anyways, if you can watch it, I highly recommend watching it. It is his experience through mental illness, which at one point he refers to as mental injury. One of his trauma doctors said, let's just stop calling it mental illness. Let's call it mental injury. And how my heart softened for those of us who suffer from mental illness. Because addiction is a form of mental illness, right? And it just made so much sense to me that if we're walking around traumatized as adults because of stuff that happened in our childhood, that is an injury. And all of these attempts in our addictions to get out of our body and not feel and to stuff things down is an attempt to survive, an attempt to not feel that injury because that injury feels like death or it's pointing us towards death because at the root of all of that is fear, right? Fear of harm, fear of death, fear of separation. And what I love about what I just heard, and I had to stop it right away, was how he talks about and the doctors talk about the necessariness, the necessity of meditation and working with our bodies in order to heal trauma, that meditation rewires the brain, that getting connected to our bodies and feeling at peace in our bodies and feeling sensations and sinking into peace and love and trust helps our brains reach an equilibrium that helps us heal. And the thing I love about our program of recovery is that we learn how to live life If we are living in the 12 steps in a healthy way, we learn how to listen. And that happens by, if you're just looking at the 12 steps, by making an amend. It comes from going to meetings and listening to people share their stories without counter-sharing, without responding, without giving advice. It forces us to look at how to treat people properly, which then in turn helps us treat ourselves properly. It helps us deal with forgiveness. It specifically talks about prayer and meditation as one of our core values in the steps. And it integrates our sense of a higher power with us. So our divine God-given humanity connecting with the divine, ever-present, always-in-existence higher power. So recovery is so much more than not drinking or not using or not behaving in addictive ways and going to meetings. 
its ultimate aim is to bring us in touch with ourselves in a holistic way and to go from just surviving into thriving, which requires the integration of all of our parts, of our spirituality, of our mental, emotional, and physical states, of our psychological states. And that takes more than just putting down the drink, putting down the drug, not, be, not acting out. It takes a journey of commitment to ourselves to say, I deserve a better way of life and others deserve to have a better experience of life when I participate in theirs. It's a really sacred, beautiful process that I don't know if people on the outskirts of recovery or people inside recovery that aren't understanding what the actual core message is, which is you are worthy, you are beloved, there is a divine that is looking right into your eyes, and that we don't have to live life in, um, what's the word I'm looking for, in full flight from reality. And our perception is our reality. So we rework our perspective and our reality as we're getting more and more into recovery. So as we get more and more into recovery, we will often realize how bad it was when we were acting out of our addiction and how insane we were. This is why people who are, and Daryl Hammond says this in his documentary, people that are in nut houses, I think he called it, are restored to sanity. It says it in step two, that we come to believe that a higher power can restore us to sanity. And sometimes that requires meds, and that's okay. But to look at the full scope, the technicolor vision of what it's like to be someone living in recovery is to look at it from many different angles and to realize that we are beautiful and special, emotionally intense and very scarred people. And that's okay. I mean, when I think of light shining through a glass, it's beautiful. But when I look at light shining through broken glass or shards of glass, which is what stained glass is, right? It's broken glass all fitted, all fit together. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So there's nothing to be ashamed of with your mental illness or mental injury. Nothing to be ashamed of the addiction that helps you cope with that. It's, it's the body's best way to try and protect itself in a very dysfunctional way. Spiritually, you can look at it as um, darker forces speaking to you in a way that is not useful for you to cope with your, your addiction, whatever it is. But know that it does come from a place of trauma and that place deserves compassion. And although the injury is not our fault, the healing is our responsibility. So we get older and we get more tools and we know better. And hopefully we take those tools and we make a beautiful, gilded, golden, stained glass box that we put all of these tools of recovery in with all these bejeweled tools of recovery and when we're feeling particularly triggered, we go into that toolbox and say, what do I have today? Who am I? Am I in my addiction? No, I am not. I am a beautiful, beloved, intently born being from a higher power that breathed me into existence because I am special. And I deserve it to go into recovery. And I deserve to try and live my life because we have this 
misguided notion, a lot of us in addiction, that life gets turned up in all of its beauty when we use or when we drink. And it makes every experience more fun and more colorful. And the truth is we don't need any of that to be who we are. We don't. And there's so many creative outlets that come out of being sober A lot of artists feel like they're going to lose their creative passion when they stop drinking. But the truth is, when you're not filling yourself up with your addiction, you have all of this room for the divine creative energy of God to move through you. And you can create more powerful poetry and more powerful art and more powerful music because you're uh, you're touching that pain at its deepest level and you're bringing light to it. And how can beauty not come from that? So if I if there's anything that this message I hope conveys to you is I implore you to do the work because the the life that comes as a result of it is magnificent and the people that you reach is the best gift of it all. So if you need to reach me, you can email me at two soberchicks at gmail.com. The number two, you can reach me on Twitter or Instagram. Same thing at Two Sober Chicks. You can also reach Lisa. I wish you an amazing moment in your day. Thank you for being with me.